Who's ready for that? I said, yeah, that's better. So the Holy Spirit is given to the church. And I want us to, to um, really try and open our hearts and understand something. So if you can just give us a second, I want us to pray. And I don't want to just be praying and, and you listening because I believe the power of the Holy Spirit is about getting the church to interact with God. That's what he's here to do. And so while I'm praying, I want you to be saying, God, uh, I want to experience more of you. You know, it, it's like there's always got to be a desire and a, and a uh, I, I don't think we have the right words in English language, like a, a, a always be seeking to know and understand the next thing in God because we never actually understand it all. But I, I want to have a hunger and a desire within me that I can keep stepping forward into things so, so that I don't think, well, I've made it. I, I, I've learned everything. I've understood everything there is to know because there's still lots of questions that I have. But what I love is knowing that even though I have questions, I can experience the presence of God in my life. And, and coming together as a church is a great place to get those moments with God. So... Um, I want to begin with, uh, with a prayer. So why don't we pray? And you pray, you, you know, as I'm praying, I want you to, to, to talk to God. So Lord Jesus, I just pray today, as every single person across this room is, is praying right now, that you'll draw us closer to you. I pray that, that in, in your special way that you'll cause something to become more real to us. I pray for every, every blockage, every ceiling, everything that is... is uh, uh, in the way in our life that that be broken tonight by the power of the Holy Spirit here in this place and I ask in the mighty powerful wonderful name of Jesus amen so I want to I want to start off by saying and if you've you know, been in church for a little while you ought to know this but uh, um, Jesus gave his life on the cross to break the spiritual power of evil over us and if we can remember that as a foundation stone of, of being a Christian and, and all about you know, this church business, that we are the church, every believer is the church. And, and sometimes we, we, we think that God should do this and God should do that and God should give me and God should show me. And, and we forget that the most important and fundamental thing is that Jesus Christ gave his life to, to deal with the problems of your life that we call sin. And, and he never, ever disappoints when we remember that fact. So that's the main thing. And in church, it's the main thing. And in your life, that's the main thing. And so often, in so many ways, we forget what the main thing is. It's always an important detail to keep the main thing the main thing. It's like going to the football and you're concerned about the pies and the chips and, and the coffee and, and all these other things, but the main thing of the footy is the footy. And we've got to, we've got to bring into our perspective again and I want to stir within you a, a desire for the, the, the main thing that God wants to keep our attention upon. Because when we don't have the main thing as the main thing, other things get the attention and we miss the point. 
And today and forever, I don't want you to miss the point of God in your life. It's just way too important to, to get the point and not miss it. So we have a problem when a, when a person's experience of God is at an intellectual level. Uh, they've made up in their mind, uh, but it's not something that has got into their heart or into their spirit. And I'm going to explain tonight what your spirit is. Who's interested in that? So to live in the spirit means our experience of Jesus goes beyond our thinking to a relationship of the spirit. Well, you could, you know, we could also use the word heart. It's our innermost person, something that is beyond our, our reasoning in our thinking. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4 and 5, and I think I have a, a little helper here with me today. It says this, my message, this is the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might not rest on, hu on human wisdom, but on God's power. So he's, he's giving us a clear idea here <clears throat> that this thing about working out our salvation with God is not to be done at an intellectual level. Now, I know that God has given us an, in, an intellect and we need to use our brains, but there's something that we can't grasp hold of if that's the only relationship we have with God. So sometimes what it means is we say, well, God, this is what I understand and this is where I feel safe and I'm not crossing past that. But I tell you, the, 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 the freedom and the power of the Holy Spirit is when you say, I'm going beyond what I can reason into what doesn't make sense, but it's a spiritual thing. 1 Corinthians 2.13 says, when we, this is Paul again explaining, when we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truth. So we can't try and explain spiritual things if we're trying to get to you intellectually. It's got to be spiritual. So what is our spirit? I'm talking about the Holy Spirit, that's from God, that He's from God. But there is also a spirit within every person. Proverbs 20 verse 27 says this, The human spirit is the lamp of the Lord that sheds light on one's inmost being. It's from the NIV version of the Bible. You might, be, you might read that and think, that, that's helpful, Rob. Huh? That's when I read it, I thought, that's helpful. But it means this. God put a spirit in you by which you can absorb spiritual things. You need to understand that you are spiritual as well as physical. And it's so easy to try and translate this walk with God and say, so long as it fits into my physical understanding, my intellectual understanding, then everything will be okay between you and me, God. But don't expect me to go beyond into things that I can't reason in my mind. Because God doesn't have to stay within the, the confines of our intellectual capacity, ability, or reason. He goes beyond reason. That's scary. But the most important thing that comes from God, the, the most important things that come from God 
It says it there, are to our spirit. Ponder on that for a second. The most important things that come from God are spiritual things. So I'm going to say something. So we are so preoccupied with our physical world, our bodies, our comfort, our stuff, we can easily lose connection with what really matters and what really matters to God. And that is a spirit eternal focus. That's the main thing that we've got to keep our focus upon. And, and part of that is, is coming to terms with this, this thing called salvation, where Jesus Christ comes into your life in a personal way and he becomes your saviour and deals with all the spiritual elements that we can't have a chance of dealing with on our own. And that's why Jesus came. So, we, so when, we have, uh, uh, when we're preoccupied with the physical world, then we pray wrong. So when you're preoccupied with the physical world, you're saying, God, do, you know, I just pray that you stop my hair turning grey. Because we're preoccupied with a physical thing. When we're, when we're preoccupied with, with our physical world, we're saying, um, we, we, we think the wrong things. We think the wrong things about other people. We think the wrong things about our future. We think the wrong things because we, we can be focused upon our physical. And then when we focus upon our physical, we behave wrong. We behave wrong to each other. We behave wrong when it comes to our relationship with God because we're focused on the wrong things. In Romans 8 verse 5, it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. So I want to tell you something. A message like this shouldn't put you off as if you're a believer. It ought to draw you closer to saying, God, help me to deal with the things according to my Spirit desires. And when our Spirit desires what God desires, I'll tell you something, life will become much more meaningful and you'll start to realize that God does answer, answer prayers and God is a powerful God because we're focusing on the realm in which God moves best and that is the spiritual realm in our internal world and that can change from the inside out. So often we're saying, well, God, if you deal with the, the outside stuff around me, make my life comfortable, make there be no, no uh, harm or pain around me and then I'll know that you're there. You know something? That doesn't happen in this world. So we, we, we should not allow ourselves to get confused about the difference between our spiritual salvation and our, our physical existence. So we've got, to, we've got to discover the ways in which we can connect ourselves spiritually better to the Holy Spirit. If we read the book of Galatians, it's, it's summed up in Galatians 3.3. 3. Here's some homework. I really encourage every person, if you're a disciple of Jesus here, if you're, you're a, a Christian, uh, a believer, then I, I encourage you sometime this week, get, the, get your Bible out and, and read the, the, the book called Galatians and go through that because it's really foundational to a spiritual walk with Jesus. And I think we could all gain something and some information and knowledge and knowledge is power in the spirit if we apply it. 
Paul says in in 3 verse 3, the writer of Galatians, he's getting a lot of airtime tonight, this Paul. But um, he's saying to them, you started in the spirit. So they, they started a relationship with God spiritually, but they missed the point and tried to please God by following rules. So sometimes we can come into an experience with God that is powerful and real, but we miss the point and then we start thinking, well, church is all about the way that the chairs are set or things are all, the, the, our spiritual relationship with God is, is uh, because I do certain things or don't do certain things. And 3 verse 3, I'll read it out to you, it says this, Are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? And what, the, what these people were doing is they, they, were, they were non-Jewish people that, uh, and so they weren't following the Jewish law that, that was given to Moses and um, they came to know salvation in Jesus Christ and then somewhere along the line, uh, some Jewish believers come along and say, well, if you really want to be saved, you have to follow the laws of Moses. And so they started off with a spiritual experience of God and then started to translate that with with rules to follow. So certain days, certain foods, certain festivals that they need to to perform. And Paul's saying you don't have to do that when you're walking in the Spirit. So I want to establish something clearly tonight that your spirit needs to be fed. And I know there's a lot of lot of times where you, you where you can just talk to people even in church and you think the problem here is they're starving spiritually and remember what, what were those three things that happened when you when you um preoccupied with the physical world and not and not the physical so so we pray wrong so people are saying oh would you pray for me for this and will you pray for me for that and they're, they're solely focused on on worldly things and they're never concerned about, well, where, where am I with God right now? And so they start to, to think wrong. And so they talk wrong. And it's, it's, it's quickly apparent where you think there's, there's, a, there's a breakdown in their relationship spiritually that needs to be repaired. So for, first of all, God has given the church the Holy Spirit as a powerful spiritual being to dwell in us for our spiritual life. It's, it's wrong to, to describe the Holy Spirit as force. It's wrong to talk about the Holy Spirit just as power. The Holy Spirit is, is person. It is an individual, just like Jesus and God the Father is the Holy Spirit as well, as part of who God is. And the Holy Spirit wants to have relationship and, and indwell in your life. And it's not going to make sense intellectually, but it's got to make sense and connect with your spirit. So Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. You may have heard this story, but I'm going to read it out in its verses 1 to 4. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. That's the disciples were all together. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So I'll give you a history lesson. Pentecost, you think, what is the day of Pentecost? What were they doing? That's a Jewish ceremony. Pente in Greek means 50. No Greeks here, so I can get away with anything. Con's not here. 
but it means 50. So basically, Jesus was crucified on the, the, the Passover celebration that the Jews did every year. He was crucified Passover Eve. And then 50 days after Passover was another celebration that Jews always had, and that was called Pentecost. And um, 50 days after Passover. So the disciples were together. It's like a public holiday. They thought, let's all get together. Let's, let's go somewhere. Let's have a prayer meeting. They're all praying together. And suddenly, this manifestation of God appears. And it says, fire, tongues of fire came and rested on every single person there. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. And it says they began to speak in other languages. They began to speak what, what we term today as speaking in tongues, foreign language, things that you, you haven't learnt before. And it says, um, and boldness came upon them. And the Holy Spirit wasn't on them, it was in them. So later on, or even Jesus described this moment as being filled and baptized in the Holy Spirit. So baptism in water is an example of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's fully it's a fully inexperience with God. It's going fully under in the presence of God. It's an experience, not something that you experience just a bit on the outside, but it's something God wants to infill you on the inside. It, and it's something that you can only experience at a spiritual level. One difference of, of that that we see from the Old Testament and the work of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. I'll only give you one example. 1 Samuel 16, verse 13. You should be able to see what I'm saying. So Samuel, he was a prophet. He goes to anoint David, who's, who's going to be the next king. And he said, it says, he took the horn of oil, and he anointed him in the presence of his brothers. Anointing meant they got like a, 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 a container, and in those days they would use an animal's horn because it was easy to plug one end and fill it up with, with oil. And uh, he... To anoint someone for, for a purpose, they would pour the oil on them. And Samuel comes to David and, and it says he anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. And then it says Samuel then went on to Ramah, um, which I think is just a curious thing to say. Like He's just anointed this next king, a powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit. And then he went to Ramah for a barbecue with, with his mates. But... It says the Holy Spirit was upon David. And that's pretty powerful. But we have the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to be within us. That ought to excite you. That ought to stir you. That ought to draw you to know that there's, there's more to experience in God. I want to give you just a few more scriptures that basically will explain themselves. And then we're going to pray for people tonight. So Acts chapter 4 verse uh, 41, uh, 31 to 32. It says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were in, were in, uh, were one in heart and mind. I could change that around and say all the believers were in one heart. There you go. We're in the, we're in the Bible. I should, I should have just swapped that around there. All the believers were in one heart. See, a good sign the Holy Spirit is at work is when believers are united, when the church comes together and, and has unity. 
And I think unity is the most Pentecostal thing that we can see in the church. That we're coming together, we're saying we're focused, we, we have a purpose and we, we want to uh, see God work out among us. In Acts chapter 8 verse 17, the, the, the word of God is spreading to other places. That, that, that was, these were all in Jerusalem. Now we go to a place called Samaria. It's like the next, the next uh, town along or the next, really the, the next nation along. And Samaria gets the Holy Spirit. It says, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that, the, that Samaria had accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to Samaria. When they arrived, they prayed for the new believers uh, that they might receive the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit had not yet come on any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And then it says, and then Peter and John placed their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 19, verse 2, a place called Ephesus. And Paul goes to Ephesus and uh, he meets some believers there. And he asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? They answered, no, we've not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So that's sometimes a lot of people's experience. They come to know Christ. They accept God in an intellectual manner and that's okay. But there's, there's another step forward. There's another experience that we need to desire. We need to experience. And that is the baptism and the fullness of our revelation of God at a deeper spiritual level. And when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them and they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. says there was 12 men in all that's one thing i love about how the holy spirit works is we don't have to have a thousand people or a hundred people the holy spirit wants to work in as many people who are willing to receive and here tonight the question you have or the question is have you been filled with the holy spirit and i, I want to go, go so far as a little bit sort of pugnacious tonight a little bit warfare like but sometimes I think we make the, the, the wrong question like do you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit because as believers that shouldn't be a question the question is have you been filled with the Holy Spirit which implies something that's one thing I love with what Peter and Paul did in these early churches where they came to visit new believers that the question was, have you been filled? And right now, tonight, without being you know, pushy or without being uh, aggressive about it, it's a question maybe you need to go home and think about. It's a question maybe you need to talk to God about. But have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Have you been endued with power? And I tell you something, you might think, well, I've had an experience. I've, I've maybe you, you've experienced it to a degree. But you know, I, I know often what happens is we wander. We, do, we, we let things grow cold. We let our experience wane. And sometimes we need to come back and have a, 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 a time again where we say, Jesus, bring me back to the main point. Bring me back to the main point so I don't get distracted. So we're going to pray for people today. And I think, you know, we're going, to, we're going to start singing. 
And I want to ask people today, have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Perhaps you haven't. And something stirs within you and you say, I I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to experience a new level in God that goes past just my thinking that that takes me into a spiritual element with God. Because we can can be good people. We can do good things. But it's not until we're endued with power that we start to live according to the direction and the purpose and the, the system that God wants us to live in. And that takes us far beyond anything we could think or imagine. We've heard those scriptures so many times. So I want to pray impartation by the laying on of hands of people today. There's no pressure. There there is no expectation that, that you have to respond to any of this. But we need to pray today for people and give you the opportunity to receive something from God. So you can come forward and receive tonight. And I'll tell you something, it can change. It will change everything. It's about receiving the Holy Spirit who awakens spiritual reality to our world, to our spirit. So you might be thinking, well, I want to know and understand this life that I've been given. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is the revealer. The Holy Spirit is, is the the one who comes alongside and walks with us, walks in us, brings wisdom, brings special knowledge, brings the power to prophesy, brings the power to work through people to heal, brings the power to, to, to speak into people's lives, to give them creativity, speaks into people's lives to create ministries, works in people's lives to, to bring uh, comfort and, and God's perspective to others. And sometimes we, we, we're, we're feeling our way through life thinking, well, maybe I'll do this. That, that feels good. Maybe I'll do that. That seems reasonable. But you know something? We need to go past all those things and step into a place where we're saying, God, I know exactly where you're leading me because I am a man filled with the Holy Spirit. I am a woman filled with the Holy Spirit. That sounds good to me. Because when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our prayers are going to be different. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our thoughts are going to be different. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, our expectations from God are going to be different. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're going to be different. And life is powered by a new dynamic. It's the power of God at work in you. Not on you, not around you, not near you, in you. Why don't we stand to our feet tonight? And uh, I'd love to pray with people to receive the Holy Spirit. I'd love to pray with people here tonight. If you think, I need to, I need to start my journey with God. If you've been uh, you know, here and you, you know, you, you've, you've never accepted Christ, I want to say Jesus Christ wants to meet with you today. He's, he's, your, um, he's your advocate in heaven. He wants to bring you into the throne room and, and offer you eternal life. And he can make that in your life tonight a reality. And I also just want to say, if, you, if you're stale in your experience with God, if you felt like there's something cut in your world and, and you feel disconnected from church, 
you feel disconnected from the body, you feel disconnected from, from other believers, then you know something, you need the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is the oil. The Holy Spirit is the, 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 the sweetness that comes into all our relationships and causes us not to galvanize on an opinion, but causes us to, to say, well, you know, I, I need to submit myself to others. And we have that unity. That's what this Holy Spirit does. When we're thinking, well, there's a fracture here. There's an, there's an opinion there. There's a separation here and here. And I can absolutely guarantee you without, without any doubt, that's not the Holy Spirit who's causing that. There's another thing at work, another spirit. And we need to be wise and we need to be sensible and we need to be humble. And we need to say, Holy Spirit... Will you speak into my world? Will you reveal to me those things that, that are the blockages? And I know there's many churches, there's many Christians, many believers who live with the blockages over their life forever. And they never step through, they never break through. Tonight, you can start that journey. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. I think I'll just ask if we can maybe just uh, rearrange a little bit if we need to make some space. Just push the front rows back a little. Um, and, and give people space but as we sing why don't you come and tonight holy the holy spirit, spirit will minister to you holy spirit come. oh holy spirit burn like a fire